is Rebecca Schissel Marshall with Whole Body Upgrade, a podcast to help you get unstuck, feel better, and have more energy. Let's get started. Hello, friends. I'd like to start today by welcoming in the directions, welcoming in the east and the south and the west and the north and the directions that are above and below and those that are within. I also want to welcome in the well ancestors and the guides and compassionate beings of the light and acknowledge that I'm on the land of the Creek and the Cherokee in what is now known as Athens, Georgia. I'm so glad to be here with you today. Most of my time that I spend with my clients and the work that I do is, is working with people who are stuck. So I spend a lot of time thinking about getting unstuck and even what gets us stuck. Last week, we talked about how important energy is to getting unstuck. And if you haven't listened to that particular episode, go back to last week. That should be episode eight. And listen to that because I think it lays a really important foundation for this episode. I want to go a little bit deeper and talk about getting unstuck in different ways using a different wellness body. We were talking about the energetic wellness body last week. This week, I want to talk to you about the spiritual wellness body and why this wellness body is so important to removing the stuckness that especially women. I see this more with women, although, you know, I say that and then I, I do have many men who uh, I see as clients as well. So what is the spiritual wellness body? Let's just kind of start there. And the way I see the spiritual wellness body is that it actually consists of multiple pieces that are all contributing to or aspects of how our spiritual wellness body is doing. So this is very similar to the all other wellness bodies that it's a complex framework, you know, just like the physical wellness body is not just the body, but we're talking about the nutrition that we eat, the sleep that we have, the way that we're moving our body, right? There's several pieces to it. And also in the same way, the spiritual wellness body interacts with all the other wellness bodies. So it's not just an island. So the spiritual wellness body is made up of what I consider three parts. Our soul essences, the, you know, a lot of people will talk about the soul. But these are, I refer to it more as essences. This is the way in shamanism, our connection to our spirit guides, and a connection to all that is. So let's begin, let's start first with the soul essences. And as I mentioned, particularly in the shamanic tradition, soul essences are what we enter into this life with, that we have a set of soul essences. So it's not just one soul, it's different pieces and parts that are who we are, that make up our essence, our complete package of the soul together. As is true with all of life, there are things that happen that may impact or influence those soul essences that we come into the world with. 
So usually it's talked about as when there's a traumatic or a challenging event, this may lead to a soul essence actually going into hiding until it is safe or until it's retrieved. And there are several examples of this. It could be as simple as a family member commenting on um, the way that you look or, you know, you should have done something differently, right? That's like a, it's a challenging event. It could be very hurtful to your heart or in this case, right, a soul essence. A part of you may then go into hiding or it could be, you know, on this kind of spectrum or sliding scale of challenging it could be something more further along on the, that sliding scale or that spectrum, like a car accident or um, an injury of some sort or a loss. It could be um, your parents getting divorced. It could be you having a divorce. It could be the loss of a loved one, a grandparent or a parent or a sibling or a, a dear friend leaving this plane. Those challenges or traumas may lead to a soul essence finding a place to go into hiding or go into safety, right? Until it is safe. In shamanic culture, it's sometimes referred to as soul loss. And, you know, I have a a hesitation talking about it in terms of soul loss. I'm not particularly fond of that because it implies that the soul essence is gone. And that is not my experience. (laughs) In my experience, the soul essence typically needs to be recovered or found or brought back. So they go into a safe place and hide until it is time, until it is the right time to be brought or guided back to that person. So the the trick with this is, right, this has always been happening. We've always had challenging times in our life. Way back, it's not just part of modern life. This has been happening since the beginning of time, right? There, around the fire at the cave, there were animals that would come and hunt the people. There were hunting challenges that went wrong. There were people who were sick or died, right? That That is part of life. And in that time in indigenous cultures, there were medicine men or medicine women or shamanic guides that were connected with that spiritual realm and able to bring those soul essences back, able to return them when they were in hiding. So it was part of the village. It was part of the culture of, oh, you went through that challenging event, and here's what we need to do, right? Just a very matter of fact. And in today's society, we've lost that, right? We don't have that person that we typically go to to say, hey, I need my soul essences retrieved from me. That's not something that's happening unless you happen to know a shamanic practitioner, which now you do. You know me. So something would happen that was challenging, traumatic. The shaman would return these soul essences was it was when it was time. And that person would go through life with all of their soul essences integrated into who they were, who they are. In our current model, we go through a difficult time and perhaps we have some support. Perhaps we see a counselor, 
and we get some emotional or mental support, but most counselors aren't providing that spiritual recovery, right? That spiritual remediation that we need for the spiritual wellness body, for soul essences to be returned. Now, one thing to note is if you're currently, if you're still in a challenging situation, if it's ongoing, like if there's a toxic relationship, bringing back a soul essence actually isn't warranted yet at the time. It, it can lead to that soul essence being re-wounded and needing to go into hiding again. So it's important for that time to be over, right, for that uh, challenging or traumatic event to be over in order for the soul essences to be returned. Another component of the spiritual wellness body is a connection with guides or angels, ancestors, uh, power animals, spirit guides, spiritual beings, however you want to call that connection with the unseen. While there are many names for it, it all comes down to a belief that we are supported by those beyond the veil. In shamanism, it often talks about those, you know, this life that we lead that we can kind of see. And then there's this spiritual life beyond the veil on the other side that, that those that are shamanic practitioners can kind of pull back the veil so that you can connect with those individuals, those guides. The perspective is that these guides have essentially volunteered to be with us and support us in this particular lifetime. They've stepped forward. So for instance, a power animal is one particular way um, that we have connection or spirit or, or support. And it's believed in shamanic traditions that an animal, you know, not just like that particular deer, but deer on a hole or owl or elephant or dolphin, right? All these different possible animals. It could be snake. There's all the possibilities exist that that particular animal steps forward to volunteer to support you in this life. And that happens. That just happens as we are brought into this particular existence, this particular lifetime. What happens in our modern culture, though, because this isn't... um, discussed, because this isn't part of what we talk about, or, you know, it's not common knowledge, is that there's sometimes a forgetting, right? We forget that this connection exists. Usually, as we grow up, and we're conditioned by society in that particular way of no, you don't talk to animals, or no, you don't talk to trees. Um, that we lose that connection the more that we are conditioned. So younger children do have an easier connection. They are closer to that veil um, when they crossed over and became embodied in this particular incarnation. So one of the things that can happen is to restore that relationship. In shamanism, there's uh, power animal retrieval as one of the techniques or ways of returning that relationship, it's always there. It's just a remembering. It's just a reconnection. 
again, this was part of the culture in the past. It was part of the way that life was carried out, right, in a particular time where those soul essences were returned, the power animal retrievals happened if we lost a part of who we are. There were also ancestors and uh, or maybe angels, right, that were supporting us. And we were taught as children in those early many, many years ago that we were taught to continue that connection of honoring our ancestors, of honoring those angels that support us, of honoring the elements, right, the earth and air and water and fire, that those spiritual connections are here to actually support us in our daily lives. And I remember being younger and looking in the corner of my room towards the ceiling and thinking about my grandmother who had passed. And I just had this idea that she was there hanging out in the corner watching out over me. And it was interesting that I, you know, nobody told me that. It wasn't something that my parents suggested. It was just something that I believed and knew and felt very supportive for me. Um, She passed when I was about eight years old, and I had a very strong connection with her. And that connection served me as a child. I also thought about the connection with the moon and the guidance. I remember looking at the moon and thinking about how helpful the moon was. Or with animals, I would connect with animals. There were little um, baby rabbits that we found that we brought into our house and they would come back and visit after we we nursed them and um, fed them little eyedroppers of food. They were so tiny, their mother had died and they would come back and visit and it felt like friends visiting again where I would sit in the apple tree and talk to the trees. And I lost that as I got older and then regained it. It was like a, a refinding of that connection again. And a great amount of joy and support came from that reconnection. So we're told as children to suppress that. We kind of step out of that, you know, don't be silly. That's an imaginary thing. I remember having imaginary friends too, right? And that's part of that connection that perhaps it's not as imaginary as we once thought it was or as adults um, tell us (laughs) when we're children. So we forget it. We suppress it. And in fact, that is the support. That's the spiritual wellness body, the support we need to move through life with vitality and with wellness. So the final aspect, the third aspect of the spiritual body is this connection with all that is. And this is a little more challenging for me to put into words, but it has to do with this web of life or the connection of life that we're all interconnected. And it can be seen in more concrete ways. The actions I take will influence you. And I think a lot about like what's going on right now in the pandemic And, you know, if I'm not wearing a mask, that might influence you. If you're not wearing a mask, that might influence me. 
but also on a on a more energetic scale that when we're linked when we're connected with this web of life the actions that we take have have an influence on other people when we are linked with that concept of the feeling of all that is then we can really begin to understand that we are all one and this helps to develop or repair the spiritual wellness body when we understand that what we eat influences how we feel and influences the health of our planet right it's not uh, in isolation the actions that we take when we cut down a tree there are animals that live there that need to find new homes it can also relate to thoughts the thoughts that we think can influence our own health but it can also influence someone else's health when we have a negative thought about someone or we're driving and we're like, oh, come on, you know, go a little faster. That's an energetic um, connection that we're creating with another's where you're either giving away your power or taking someone else's power away from them. And when we understand this connection, we have a deeper understanding of the interconnection of all that we do not only influences our own health, but influences the health of others and of the planet as well. One of the best ways that I've found to understand this connection and this interconnection is through nature. And it can be deeply healing to the spiritual wellness body to to go into nature and to watch natural ecosystems, to understand how Not only does it influence my own health, right? Like standing in nature is very healing to all aspects of the wellness bodies, all five wellness bodies, but it can be deeply healing to the spiritual wellness bodies as well as to the other wellness bodies. So we have these three different aspects of the spiritual wellness bodies, right? We have the soul essences, And then we have our connection with guides or ancestors or angels or power animals. And then this web of life, this connection of all that is. And in the same way that we talked about last week, that energy really isn't discussed in our culture at all, the spiritual wellness body is also not discussed. There is some potential in some spiritual traditions or religions to discuss some about um, spirituality, but it's definitely not discussed in a way of how we feel and how and our health and our wellness and in how we feel on a daily basis, how we live our lives. So perhaps by the description of these different components, you can see that the spiritual wellness body has a lot of overlap with the energetic wellness body and some of the other systems, right? The physical, how we feel in our body, our mind, our thoughts, the emotions that we have. All of that is is very similar and they're interconnected. In terms of the energy component, I've heard Christina Pratt, she has a wonderful podcast called Why Shamanism Now, that's beautiful. I've heard her describe soul essences as kind of falling into that energetic component, that energetic um, framework of 
of wellness as opposed to spiritual. So I think there are different ways that some of this can be envisioned, how it can flow and move throughout frameworks. So now you know a little bit about the spiritual wellness body, and I'd like to talk a bit about what does it look like if the spiritual wellness body is out of alignment, and it can really look different ways for different people. Many clients and people that come to me often say that they feel like something's missing, that they don't feel whole. Some clients complain of stuckness, as I mentioned before, or feeling depressed, a depression that also happens when there's something energetic that needs to be cleared. And what often happens is I see that there's some sort of tie with a a challenging event, a loss of a parent who has left this body or, uh, you know, a divorce. I haven't felt the same since. And returning those essences can be hugely important and beneficial. For some people, when they find they have gone through a traumatic or a challenging event, they will do this, you know, there's beautiful work for trauma, like EDMR and trauma recovery and counseling, and they will utilize those particular techniques, which are wonderful. And sometimes they reach a plateau. And what I found is that That is the place where it's like they've done all the work, but they need those soul essences to be returned to them, or they need to be reconnected with their power animal or their spirit guides to have that fullness that is missing. Some individuals will also have physical complaints, similar as what you see with the energy body. It could be chronic pain. For some individuals, they'll run into things often, or they'll have a particular system that's very run down, like the digestive system. And that piece, again, is that it's just a demonstration that there's a a disconnect, that the spiritual wellness body just isn't in alignment. There's also an interplay with the emotional system. So if there's something that's challenging that happens, and there's There may be a loss of a connection with the guides or a soul loss, uh, and there may be emotions that are stored in the body that need to be cleared, that the tissues in the body need to have that challenging event released, or an organ system may hold that. And that can lead to then these health challenges, right? So there are these plays these interplays between the mental wellness body, the emotional wellness body, the energetic, the spiritual, and of course, the physical. So teasing apart what needs to be reclaimed, what needs to be returned, uh, can be done in the sessions that I do in the center, look, using this centered wellness framework, you can look at where the deficiency is, which part of these needs support. Usually part of this is connecting with the energy of the individual, of the client, using my own intuition, and connecting with my own helping spirit guides. So there are many tools that can help return the spiritual wellness body into alignment. And sometimes it's just a process of returning the essences or going back to the seed moment where the event happened to heal and provide compassion for that younger self. 
Some of my clients also need to reconnect with their own inner guides, their own inner guidance system, connect to their own body, to their body compass, or to their own guides. Connecting to the web of life through shamanic practices or meeting through their own guides is also beneficial, or just being in nature and remembering that 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 connects all of us is essential to tap into each and every day. When the spiritual wellness body is balanced, when it has the attention and the resources it needs, then what I see is almost a cellular shift in how people feel. They feel more grounded. They feel connected. They feel whole. This centered feeling is just one part of the whole system. But as with all of the wellness bodies, it's essential. And as I've said before, and I'll keep saying this over and over again, it's why I'm so passionate about looking at wellness and well-being in, a, in this holistic way using the centered wellness framework and those five wellness bodies. All of the parts of us, the physical body, the emotional body, the mental body, the energetic body, and the spiritual body all have a role in how we feel each and every day. And I'm here, part of the reason why I'm doing this podcast is to help provide this new perspective, to lay it all out. This is how it looks. This is how it can look, this new perspective on health and wellness so that we as a culture can begin to wake up and start changing the systems of wellness. All right, friends, that's what I have for today. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you next time. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Whole Body Upgrade. If you'd like to learn more about working with me, you can visit me on Facebook or Instagram or on my website, centeredyou, that's centeredyou.com. See you on the next episode of Whole Body Upgrade.